So the clients that we look after, these are some of our track records. Yeah, we, we did something in Malaysia Airlines, BMW, oh, Continental, DHL, current one, FMCG, uh, banks. These are clients that we, we work with. Right, just move this. So we, we worked the last uh, six, seven years. We've worked with 50-odd clients. We run about 150 workshops and we've reached out to about 7,500 people. Some of you probably uh, in this tonight, I see some of your names. So thanks so much for giving me the opportunity and spend your time uh, for the tonight's session. So where is your innovation focus? So this is the, what I call an innovation continuum focus. No. So the first one is start with stability. Yeah. Stability is a common one. This one is before the MCO, before the pandemic hit. Number of time uh, I see company. Okay, again, these are again from my own observation, our own research, our own uh, experience and looking at the clients that we serve and the industry. A lot of, of time, the innovation happening is instability. I'll share with you after this what, what stability means. No, sit here. And then the Maybe. pandemic hit. This we one go doesn't to stay. Uh, where there's a critical situation that we need to attend to our business, uh, either cut resources, uh, increase uh, certain product, increase certain services. Survival. And then and then we are going into the next mode called survivability. Yeah? As we know that yesterday, the Prime Minister of Malaysia announced the, the new, uh, what I call, type of restriction, but more on recovery, pemulihan, PKPP. And then slowly we need to go back to sustainability, uh, if not stability, but sustainable. Yeah? Because the moment the pandemic hit, like, like what we had just now, we realized that uh, we need more than just what we used to have. Uh, we need to find a way to be sustainable. And of course, ultimately, we want to achieve what we call productivity. I think he's using the Wacom. Humanity, so that our business can grow. Well, he, can, he writes in his our, iPad as well. Our country, yeah, with digital and all stuff like that. And so what is innovation? Yeah? Before we go into uh, innovation focus and other stuff, we want to define what is innovation. So the best, for now, the best uh, definition I get from, from this one, from Clayton, eh? Clayton Christensen, he defines innovation as a change in labor, yeah? a change in labor, a change in labor, capital, materials, and information, uh, data, into products and services of greater value. Greater value. Yeah, this is the important one, the greater value. Did you see anything on technology over there? Yeah, there's none. Now, there's no tech in this definition. But where is tech? So tech is what I call the enabler. Enabler for you to provide the greater value of service the value of products. Yeah? So I think the pandemic has given us the extreme example of how the digital part and the technology part become a massive enabler for a lot of things. Yeah? I give some examples afterward down there. But however, enabler, uh, technology as an enabler is not the main thing. Yeah? The main thing is about how you transform or change the labor, capital, materials, and information into products and services. Yeah? 
and in some marketing uh, term they call productize how do we productize our asset yeah productize our asset yeah i want to explain more on this So this guy called Clayton, this is Clayton. Um, unfortunately, he passed away uh, recently, early January. So we even paid a tribute to him in our digital advertisement on, on your lab. Uh, enduring prosperity will come from investing in innovation that creates new market. Yeah, this is um, from Clayton's book. Uh, Clayton is the guy who probably have heard this term called disruptive innovation. Yeah? He wrote in these two books, Innovative solution and innovative dilemma. He is the one that coined the word disruptive innovation. And his latest book is this one. I highly recommend this was published 2019. I got them last year. And I, I totally like the book because uh, totally a little bit contrary to what he says here and he says here. In fact, in this book, he mentioned about how uh, many organizations have taken his disruptive innovation understanding or rather research differently from what he thought, right? A lot of time, the the, the organization take his thought on in disruptive innovation as disruptive technology. Yeah, of course, disruptive technology has its own domain, uh, but the prospective product is an interesting one. And and he mentioned in, in, that, in that book about the disruptive innovation model, very interesting one, highly recommended. So Clayton said about the definition of innovation just now, a change in labor, capital, materials, and information into product and services of greater value. Yeah, he said that. So I, I think we use that as a term for this presentation today. So in innovation focus, and coming back to this, so this is where when we take that uh, definition of innovation just now, now this new, uh, this innovation focus continuum now have a new meaning. Yeah, in other words, we, we will look at each of these now differently because for our our purpose you now because post pandemic is in mixed review yeah some industry were hit hard some were hit uh, not quite bad so probably we can let me just have someone a chat here right yeah please uh, mute sound i have a message please mute your mic please mute your mic so that uh, everyone can hear uh, this presentation for now. Uh, I will unmute in a short one. Yeah, please mute your mic, please. Thank you. All right, thank you for the for the note. All right. So now, so this is my innovation focus. So currently, in the in the innovation that we see today, uh, or before the COVID, I I said earlier is one is stability. The second one is adversity, but we need we need to move on to survivability of the business, and then slowly go to sustainability, and of course, ultimately, humanity. Right. So this is the goal of this presentation today to walk you through or this continuum, so that you'll be able to reflect, uh, reflect on your innovation focus. Remember, the definition of innovation early on is the four items just now: the labor, capital, materials, and information. Technology as your enabler. All right, so let's with that understanding, let's uh, move forward now. So ultimately, innovation in humanity, you know, the ultimate goal. This is the vision that we normally see in company. This is our vision. Uh, in most business, even for ourselves, this is our vision. 
know, when we run session with clients, uh, we always hear their vision. Yeah, is to to humanity yeah? about people, about planet, and also profit. Yeah, very important part. People, planet, profit. People means us, our clients, our customers, our vendors, our our colleagues. And planet, of course, the mother, and of course, profit. The bottom line of the company. So we call the triple bottom line. However, when we look at the innovation focus back again, uh, the humanity is the ultimate goal. Right? This is where the ultimate goal of um, our focus. But but a lot of us are still, a lot of companies are still operating at this level. Yeah? This level and then this level. Now, for example, in the pandemic, most companies are operating at this level. Yeah? This is a dangerous place to be. Yeah? In fact, diversity is worse than stability. Yeah? You know why? I think you know why. Let me just um, share with you a little bit more on that. Because instability, for example, uh, the company focus on stability, they still run workshops, seminars, knowledge sharing. You know, they generate ideas, uh, most of the time, fun and creative. Yeah? So we run about many, many, about 150 sessions. We find out a lot of companies go into this mode. Uh, however, the, the focus of the innovation very much on the elite group. Yeah, the R&D people, research and development people, the engineers, or even the strategy group. Yeah. And then, uh, however, lack of uh, business and data usage, very much taking the innovation program, the seminar that they run, as, as a creative program. Oh, let's do this creative program, let's talk about it, let's have some fun. Um, and, and I guess, I guess that uh, you, you hear it a lot, no? the run session is very much on happy, happy. Yeah, and uh, this is uh, a lot of time uh, happening. And lack of data, you see, because there's none. Huh? There's no data uh, available and there's no shakeup. In other words, often we get the idea, okay, just Cairo, uh, let run the session, get some ideas and, you know, make sure that people uh, enjoy the session. But, but how good that was before? Yeah? And now because of pandemic, a lot of companies go into the the FCT mode, yeah. And this is one one quote from Satya Nadella. Satya Nadella is the CEO of Microsoft. Yeah, for those of you who probably just heard about him, he is the CEO of Microsoft. He was uh, he became the CEO in 2014. Yeah. So he says this in uh, his interview with Bill Gates and Steve Ballmer. Uh, he said that our industry does not respect tradition. It only respect innovation. Yeah, this is what he said exactly. You can you can you can read in his book. Uh, his book called Heat Refresh. Yeah, probably you heard about it. Heat Refresh. So he says this. So this is the the part where Microsoft at that time was running the company as stability. Yeah, in in the Microsoft in these days was a bit um, interesting. Because although Microsoft is an innovative company, the company is not run uh, like innovative company. At the time, according to according to according to Satya Nadella, at the time Microsoft company, the staff are worried about benefits, worried about who get the parking spot, worried about who get promoted, worried about who get more allowance. Who get to fly abroad? Who doesn't? Yeah. 
So this is the concern of the people in Microsoft before 2014. And this is where Satya Nadella, as the 23-year-old, 23 years veteran, he is a veteran in Microsoft. He realized this is bad. We have become too complacent at the time. And the moment he became the CEO of Microsoft, the first thing he did, he ran an innovation program. Yeah. Of course, the innovation program that he ran was design thinking and human-centered design. You can read more about this topic in his book. The point I would like to make is during stability time, we didn't realize how weak and limited we were in handling things like a shocks in our business, right? Of course, pandemic is the ultimate of all. So the second part, now moving from stability to adversity. Now the pandemic hit. The pandemic hit, we weren't safe. So in the pandemic situation, the focus of the company innovation cut budget across. Cut, 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 cut. Uh, I, I have a lot of clients now postponing the programs, re-evaluating the proposals and stuff like that. Uh, business efficiency approach. What is business efficiency approach? The nice way to, to, to say is save money as much as possible, which is, which is fine. In the adversity, we should do that. And number three, elite group still driving the efficiency, the lean and the cut budget is very much top down. And, and at the same time, everybody jump in. Yeah? The entire staff will have to jump in, help out. A business in food, for example, um, they, if, even if they haven't done delivery before, they jump into delivery business. Why? Because everybody has to jump in and share the burden together, right? I have uh, one hotel that I know, a five-star hotel, partner with Grant to provide a fine dining delivery service. Yeah? That's, that's how far people push it. Businesses push it. These are multinational global hotel. Yeah, they have never done this before. So in the every city, everyone jumps in. Yeah, and for that hotel in particular, they they need to even change their policy to allow this new kind of partnership to happen. Yeah? And then number four, it's emotional driven. Now this is the part that I mentioned earlier on that this stage cannot go for very long. Adversity stage because it is emotionally driven. It is very tiring. It is very stressful. Yeah? It's very stressful because this is the part where people get always, always upset. Always, always angry all the time. Right? And we shouldn't uh, stay for very long. And then swing up, follow boss. Everything push back to the top. The top will make decision. And the top, some of my clients who are really at the top, I mean, we have a session online, do a bit of coaching, because why? They, they can't sleep. They've been, you know, I wouldn't say interrupted, but they will reach out almost 24-7, yeah? although they work from home. But everything goes to them. And for some of them, they really need to meet the staff and to, to deliver the cut, you know, the pay cut, the let go, they have to do a VSS approach and stuff like that. So they say it's very difficult, very emotionally taxing. Yeah? So this stage, while good temporarily for the business, shouldn't last long. It shouldn't last long and shouldn't be the way forward for companies after PKPP or after fully MCO be lifted. Yeah? This should be just for a quick one, shouldn't be for too long. Let me just hold on for a while. Okay, somebody asked, what is Swing Up? 
Uh, Swinger means they are pushing up everything. Yeah? Everything, even as simple as buying a simple stuff, making a simple decision, even the smallest customer complaint, that become a boss decision. Just follow what the boss says. That's why they swing up. Yeah? Because in the adversity, the things are swinging. Yeah? You go from one extreme to the other extreme. Yeah? You, know, you know, just like swings, you know, like, like swings, we have, we have swings. Let me just draw a swing, you know. Yeah, have a you know, swing. And, and this team keep going up, going down, you know, it's just non-stop. And, and that is throughout, even the last three months, if you are in FMB business, if you are in manufacturing business, if you are in education business, this is the state, this is the situation that you are facing. Uh, in the manufacturing particularly, this is the state, yeah? Because everyone has, is worried what's happening. I hope that helps the explanation. And you could see the, in, in adversity, for example, you could see this is some example of the innovation that I've seen just to give you a, a better understanding of um, how the, the innovation from stability go to the other extreme in adversity. Yeah? You could see a lot of great ideas actually, great ideas actually, for example, like you know, this kind of product, polythermal scanner, huh? the scanner, who needs a scanner? <laughs> no, but, but in the pandemic, Situation you can see this this kind of things skyrocketed in demand. Yeah, face shield. Who needs a face shield? No one needs. No one knows that you need a face shield. No one knows how to make one. But during the pandemic, not just in Malaysia, around the world, you know, there's some uh, homemade backyard factory being uh, set up as well to produce face shield. Right? Face shield uh, scanner, AI, artificially intelligent scanner to scan people across to find out. Uh, to find out other uh, people who are grouping, uh, to scan a body thermal, to find out is there any infection, uh, possibly of fever and stuff like that. And self-check, barcode, delivery robot, uh, UV light, beams robot, eh, diffuse the light. And of course, there's one place in Italy even invented money just for their district. Why? Because the money in, that they make here, they lamented it with the plastic and then they can, you uh, know, spray with a disinfectant so that you know, it, they hope to kill germ and can be used very quickly, can be dished out very quickly, uh, it's self-printed because in this place in Italy, I forgot what is it called, uh, they, because they are a little bit outskirt, uh, the, the support assistance from the federal come very late, especially in Italy, as you know, during the early stage of the COVID-19, the number of cases, uh, death cases is skyrocketed uh, in Italy. So they even invented money. So this is where, like I mentioned earlier on, the innovation swing from the stability goes to the other extreme, which is the adversity. Again, like I mentioned just now, this stage of adversity shouldn't last long. It is good for a while, temporary. You know, just like you you want to uh, you know, give uh, a, a big uh, jab, you know, to, to someone just to wake up. Or, or just like a, a coffee, a strong coffee in the morning so that you wake up, you become alert, which is which is good for a while, but shouldn't go for very long. So the next level that we should be looking at is what I call, the next level called survivability. Now, if you look at this uh, report from McKinsey, yeah, from report from McKinsey, the, the hardest hit sector, I think it's quite obvious, you know, the commercial airspace, the air travel, oil and gas. You know? In fact, during the, the, the time in our pandemic, the oil and gas even hit 
uh, $1 per barrel for future contracts. Yeah? So that's how low it became. Automotive. Uh, number of sales dropped uh, before this, but I think it will pick up very soon because uh, mass commuting is uh, experiencing some challenges because people don't go uh, in, in the kind of commuting anymore for now. And of course, insurance, because they need to write, write off a number of uh, package no? to, to cover insurance, uh, especially in the areas, uh, sectors that is uh, badly hit. Now, so of course, these are other areas uh, of business that are affected retail, uh, professional sports, so football, uh, swimming, and, and other they call sports, entertainment, hotels, and, and any new development been halted for a while. Yeah? Even retail, but again, retail, even before pandemic, uh, retail has on the uh, trending down uh, for a while. And, and in the airline, particularly, for example, the like you could see in our even our own Asia, for example, they have customer, uh, you know, they fund the money and they hold a lot of money because of cancellation of flight cancellation. And this is across uh, across global around the world, not, not just in Malaysia. So even airline having trouble, and Asia, for example, recently just announced uh, some layoffs. Malindo also announced some layoffs. So again, uh, airline is one of the biggest hit. In the industry yeah? and it takes a while for them to recover uh, but again uh, I'm not against layoff uh, I shared in the Facebook recently that uh, in 1997 if I'm not mistaken sorry uh, 90s I think early 2000 if I'm not mistaken Apple did a layoff huh? the moment Steve Jobs came back to lead Apple after Apple acquired next he did a layoff about 3,000 of people yeah because the layoff allowed the company to refocus on, on the things that matter to them to make sure the company go back on track. You know, they kill, he killed about 70% of products that he think not worthy for Apple to look forward for. And, and, and coming from that point onwards, uh, the one, two years after that, Apple back in, in profitability. Yeah? So let's hope the adversity period is for a while. The layoff took place and hopefully the company will recover again and they start hiring again. Yeah? That should be the direction. And of course, the unemployment uh, in Malaysia, for example, 67% unskilled worker being uh, laid off. And this is where the challenge, and this is where we need to upskill and reskill them with innovation skills moving forward. So this is the third stage, uh, the survivability stage. In the survivability stage, so what happened uh, in the survivability stage, uh, we, they run a digital workshop, innovation seminar. Yeah, this should be the thing that a lot of companies should be looking forward to. Yeah? And the second one, Use a business or portfolio approach in managing your innovation. Yeah? Don't just lump in innovation under innovation department or under only a certain products or under only certain uh, digital or technical or technology direction. Yeah? Have a portfolio approach. I'll share with you what is portfolio approach later on. And then use a collaborative group. Don't just start with the uh, elite group. You see, the, the moment you have an elite group uh, running your innovation program right, in the company, uh, no, no elite. Yeah, no elite group. You can you can make them feel special, but not elite. Elitism kills your innovation because at the end of the day, elite only maybe five or, or ten percent in your company, and the rest, the rest ninety percent are, are no people like you and me, right? So and and these are the workhorse of the company. So you want to to help them understand as well, and involve them, and then use a lot of data. If you don't have data, find the data. Don't just talk about big data. 
don't just talk about AI, don't just talk about industry 4.0 if your data is still in Excel, if your data is still buried in an email, if your data is still on Word. Use that data in your email, in your Excel, in the Word, put them, put them into some level of centralization. Only then you go into big data and all that. But before that, use a lot of data to do, make decision. And, and spend some time to do some shake-up. So shake-up means internal focus. Shake-up means uh, try new ideas. Explore places that you haven't tried. Particularly if you are a senior management in a company, explore new areas. Don't, don't tell your staff, don't cross the line. Don't tell your staff saying that, oh, we, we are not looking in this direction. This is for the strategy group. Uh, this is only for you. Uh, think of something. No, just allow people to, to explore a lot of areas. I'll share with you more after this. What I mean by exploring, why we need to explore. And this is uh, innovation portfolio metrics I mentioned earlier on. So in the innovation portfolio metrics, yeah, this is I gathered from Harvard Business Review. Later on, after this session, I'll give you a copy of this paper from Harvard Business Review, the full stack of the article. Yeah. So if you look at the, this uh, diagram, yeah, you could see that first focus on the the core. This is the main one that we should look at. Hold on, I'm I'm looking at the. Yeah, there's a question. How can middle management drive innovation in large organizations during the post-pandemic period? Is there any autonomous area for them to explore or just follow boss? That's a good uh, point, uh, Anindita. Yeah? And uh, Anind, please allow me to to look in, uh, to to give this uh, in a short while. In a short while, I come back to this again. Yeah. Thank you so much for this question. Let me just uh, okay. Thank you so much for this question. I get back to this uh, in a short while. What we can do, yeah, and come back to this. So this is the core, the core. First, focus on the core, yeah. Optimizing existing product and existing customers. This is very important. And then slowly, the survivability should also look into the adjacent. Yeah, I give an example. You know, you you have, for example, you are in the food business. You really have good, good food. Yeah, it used to be there's a saying that. If you have good food, people will come to you. Bam! You have COVID. People cannot go to you for food, for your good food. So you have to create a, a delivery business. Yeah? Delivery service. Yeah, delivery service. Sorry, delivery service. So delivery service, you have to find someone. You haven't done this before, but you have to export anyway. So, so this is where you look into the adjacent. Yeah? What's next? New business. Because new business... A new uh, delivery service, it is an adjacent. It's not only a service, it is an adjacent business. Look at the number of restaurants now have closed down and they open up as a delivery service. Yeah. So for all you know, delivery become your core business. Yeah. So adjacent, and of course, slowly you go into transformational. Yeah. For example, in, in education system, yeah. This morning I interviewed one college, private college, a small private college in Sabah, yeah, a college Kiara are very interesting, they're able to transform their business very fast. Why? Because they are small, they are privately owned, and they have very focused area they wanted to own. The, the, the challenge, of course, bigger for larger companies. But my point here is this, my point is, in the portfolio business, you cannot have, you, you, you don't go uh, sequential like this. You have, for example, okay, this is here, 10 initiative, this is three initiative, 
this is one, this is your record portfolio metrics. All of them run at the same time, but you have a different focus area and different allocation of resources, money, people, time, and like that. Because if you are, are now coming back to Anin, uh, Dr. Anin question, how you can do it autonomously, first you look at the core areas. Yeah, look in the core areas, and then you can have, for example, okay, here we have this amount of initiative. Then next one, you can have another initiative. Then you have transformational, this is another one. Yeah. Well, of course, I can really understand, yeah, because a lot of organization now, like you mentioned in, in your question, Dr. Anin, it is in the pandemic situation. In the pandemic situation, almost everyone I, I've seen, I've talked to, go uh, switch on into the adversity mode. Yeah, everything swings up follow boss. Yeah? But the thing is, as a middle manager, as the people in organization that cares about the company, we know, we know really, really well, this is only temporary and we cannot let this go on for a long time. So in between, you can have an autonomous projects. Yeah? But of course, when you have autonomous project, you, you run at the smaller scale, that, that don't need a lot of budget, that, and, and you can just uh, explore something new that doesn't uh, involve a lot of decision making. That could be one way for you to do it. Yeah. I share with you more about this, an example, how a friend of mine who were in a bank uh, started an autonomous project, but later on became, became transformational. Became transformational. I'll be sharing with you in a short while. Huh? Give me some time. All right. And then uh, this is the continuum I mentioned earlier on. A lot of time, a lot of time in, in the normal situation, a normal situation or stability and adversity situation, we, we, we are in this exploit. This is where we make our, our money. We pay for our buildings, we have our people. But, but post-pandemic, in the survivability, innovation focus onwards, we need to go into this. We need to explore. You have to explore new areas. So what is the exploit and explore? This is actually a concept. Let me just uh, explain to you more. What is the characteristic of this? Yeah. So number one, exploit and exploit, yeah, it has two different uh, perspectives. So number exploit, for example, the uncertainty is low, very low uncertainty. And uh, explore, uh, the uncertainty is very high. In other words, you're not sure what's gonna happen. Yeah. But who wants to invest? in something that is uncertain. But you need to do it. I'll I show you why afterwards. The focus is on efficiency and growth. A focus on exploit is search and breakthrough. Yeah. So I'm not referring to technology breakthrough. Yeah. I'm not referring to that. I, again, in the context of innovation uh, webinar that I'm ending just now, I'm not talking about technology at all. I want you to look at the innovation design, innovation strategy side of the innovation, yeah? not, not the technology side. So the focus here is breakthrough. Breakthrough means not anthology. Breakthrough, for example, you could see uh, uh, a hotel that I mentioned just now, who, who actually go into partnership with Grab to provide uh, on-demand fine dining delivery service. You know what? Now, now the hotel now, because of the pandemic, realized, hey, you know, I think this is feasible. You know? I, I didn't know that this kind of thing is feasible and I can bang on it. This could be one of our new business. Yeah? In fact, now a number of them now started to realize we need to hire more people that are highly skilled to do a fine dining service on, on, on delivery, as a, what I call delivery service. Yeah? So this is a new, new breakthrough for the business. 
Yeah. And then the function philosophy in exploit is self heaven, steady return dividends, don't shake up. And then of course in uh, exploit is VC style, risk taking, or maybe in some company they, they put in some money, it may not be a VC venture capital, but the, the owner of the company, the management company justify some funding to, to try out for new ideas. Yeah. Culture and processes, very linear. And the exploit, the, the exploit is iterative experimentation. Okay, this is where I wanted to share with you about a friend of mine who was in the bank, who started an autonomous middle-level project. Yeah? He wanted to know, should we rename, should we redesign the job description of the people in the bank? Yeah? This is a project that they did. And if he find out that, hey, if I want to do this, in my in my uh, in the bank, I, I cannot I cannot just put this in a meeting. I'll get shot down. I'll get shot down definitely. So what he did was he started to talk to some people and asking them, you know, can you just maybe write for me uh, about your job scope and your job title? I just want to do some research. That's what he did. Yeah? He did some research and he called it research, quote unquote research. And and after he talked to about 10, 10 people, he find out wow, there's uh, there's a gap. Again, he, his boss doesn't know about this. His colleague knew about it and he, they give some support to him. I give him an uh, opportunity to interview people and, and get some feedback. And after he collected about 50 people, job description and job title, he knew something is on. He knew there's a big gap in the name of the job and the actual job that they do. And during one of the quarterly meeting, he met his boss first. You know what, boss? I have done this the last few months, uh, 50 people, this is what I find out, this is the data, this is what the gap that I established, now boss, the ball is in your court, we need to do something about this. You know what the boss did? The boss said, wow, this is interesting, let's at least talk about it in the next management meeting. Yeah. So that is an example of how a middle manager can be autonomously, now you don't have to go back everything to your boss. Some of the things you can do by yourself. It could be just uh, for the fun of it to get some information. You want to learn about the people and organization. So that's one of the things you could do. And then, of course, the next one on people and skills. Um, in the exploit situation, which is many in the stage of stability and adversity, managers who are strong in organizing and planning. Yeah? We are good at planning, uh, very efficient. Uh, we talk about KPI, we talk about uh, ISO, we talk about efficiency, but in the exploration mode, uh, we go the opposite. Huh? We, we excel in uncertainty, strong in pattern recognition. This is very good. Huh? The, the example that I give you just now is how the guy saw a pattern. He saw a pattern in the problem, and after he find out about it from his colleague, he saw a pattern of a, a gap, and then of course, a pattern of solution that could happen. Yeah, And they are can navigate between big changes. This is a skill, uh, a very highly needed skill, uh, in explorative skill, innovation skill. Not just in exploit, exploiting. A lot of people can do this, but we can also look. We should also look in the explore exploration skills. Exploration skills we can find a lot in innovation skills, uh, not just in design thinking, in human-centered innovation, innovation process, in agile. But the concept is more or less the same. Uh, the point is on innovation. Yeah, you can find that. So, for example, in, in one of the programs that we designed for a client called Innovators Development Program, this is a 15 weeks program yeah, where it, it, it only touches 
So the program not just about workshop two days, okay, bye-bye, no. Uh, it started with uh, some uh, assessment, there is some journey that they have to go through. Every week they have, a, they have to go through a, a certain uh, checkpoint here, you know, prototyping, developing new stuff, they, they meet some people, yeah, and finally, of course, they, they present to the, to the management. Yeah. If you see a lot of time, they, they're interacting with people. Right? A lot of time, they interact with people over here. This is the, the thing that we wanted to embed in our workforce, right? with our like, staff, our team. Because in the modern organization, we are divided by our cubicles. We are divided now even more in digital environment. We, we, don't, we have lack of human interaction. But at the same time, with the new digital approach that we have, we can reach out to people even digitally, comfortably. Yeah? So this could be the direction that we, we should take uh, moving forward. Now, this is Innovative Development Program. So the next one, after survivability, you have to move, of course, ultimately to sustainability. So in sustainability, uh, they, they do workshop, uh, we do labs, they do coaching, supporting leaders. Uh, don't just go for the program. In fact, now, uh, if clients were to ask us, can we do a two-day uh, two program, three-day program, we, we even say, okay, what you want to do? If you want to achieve certain innovation mileage, forget about the workshop, just go, just go through coaching. You know, we help you directly with your people with a little bit of tools and, and the goal, the results that you want. Use a corporate innovation approach. Uh, corporate innovation approach means, uh, means you don't just look internally, you look into, um, let's change the color. You look into your uh, your team. Yeah, you look into your vendors. You look into your stakeholders. You look into your competitors. You look into trends. Yeah, you look into patterns. Yeah. So, do you just look into one? You look at multiple area of of the of the business. Collaborative approach and partnership, and then. Uh, integrated contextual data point. In other words, you don't uh, you you involve a lot more data in the company for for you to run the session. Uh, look at data points differently and share out the data internally. You know that's okay. Don't just let the IT hold data. Don't just let the department statistics hold data. Don't just let the uh, what we call innovation department uh, hold data. I'm I'm actually against of the idea of having innovation department because you are creating another layer of bureaucracy. But again, if you have them already, that's okay. But just make sure it is able to integrate with other parts of the business. And then of course, shakeups, you know, internal, external focus. Yeah? Look at the customer, talk to them. Don't, don't worry about failure. Don't worry if you spend 100,000 ringgit, you don't get any return, a new product. Don't worry about that. Why? Because the ROI is not coming now. As you could see, in the pandemic situation, it takes us three months of pandemic to change a lot of things in our business. And we don't want this to happen again. We want to make sure we are more prepared. I mean, not everybody is as prepared. I mean, even my business, we are not as prepared. But we do, we do invest in uh, digital. We do invest in new materials. We do invest in new development so that we are able, number one, to help ourselves. Number two, to help our clients as well. Right, and this is another one way for you to look at um, to look at the uh, innovation development quadrant. As you could see from here, let me just uh, guide you with the quadrant. All right, as you could see from here, that a lot of company are focusing in here the innovation focus. 
know, they run a workshop, Sprint Industry 4.0 workshop. I think you remember last year, we had a lot of Innovation 4.0 workshop. And some companies here, about 90%, uh, about 5% here, they run a hackathon, uh, ideas tournament, they invite external party to give them ideas, work together with their team. A uh, number of them going into here already, another 5%, uh, and maybe another 5% here, uh, consultancy and stuff like that. But the thing is, so there are many ways for you to engage. Don't just fall into here. Yeah, uh, give your team more flexibility to go at least here or here. Yeah, the manner where you invite other people to help you out with your innovation, to guide your team to look into different part of the business, to look into to share other industries practices, other industry example, cross pollinate, so that you're able to learn something new uh, in the for your for your team. That's very key um, for your company as well. This point of time, and of course, ultimately. Is humanity. So humanity, the innovation in humanity, as we mentioned earlier on, is about people, planet, and profit. Now you could see the the three circle, Venn circle, and of course, uh, sustainable develop, development goals. Yeah, this is the part that uh, we really need to focus on. Uh, the SDG. I, I really hope uh, the SDG remains and able to help us not just become a better company, but also become a better citizen global citizen in, in the world. And coming back to the, this is innovation focus, coming back to this, this is how you could see from, from the part here on, on stability, stability, yeah, we go, this is the two part we are now, we should go to the next. The next level is survivability. So one question earlier on just now is about survivability. You, you can just start an autonomous simple one, uh, doesn't involve a lot of budget, doesn't involve a lot of authority, maybe, and it doesn't have to go to the boss every time. Yeah? And then quickly you, you go into sustainability and of course, ultimately humanity. Yeah? Let's hope by the time uh, the shock come again, we are more ready and you can exploit and explore at the same time. So this is the data that I gathered uh, back in uh, April. Back in April, I had a presentation. I shared uh, this data, only one part of it. Because at the time in April, we don't have much data. So on 3rd April, uh, it was forecasted. Malaysia GDP is, will go to negative 2.0. And, and in the middle of May, uh, Department of Statistics in Malaysia uh, said that we were at 0.7%, which is good. I think which was good, we, we didn't go into the deep of negative 2.0, it's 0.7. Now we, we had a, a big major here. But maybe it, it uh, contributed by a lot of the food business that you all are eating, uh, takeaways, uh, home, and all that, uh, I, I suspect. But it's really good that uh, it didn't go to, to that level, which is great. And, and of course, this is another one from uh, CSIS, which is predicting. Uh, predicting our economy will come back uh, here. 9% IMF by 2021 forecast and Asian Development Bank in 5.5. I like ADB because ADB forecasted back in March, April, well, our 2020 forecast is 0 0.5, but we did better, which is 0 0.7, yeah? so which is great. So let's follow this, let's see. Are we able to do that or not? But the question is, can we go through this? Can we, can we go through this? This is the challenge that uh, we, we all must yeah, we all must agree that this is the challenge we need to go through. But again, all not bad. Yeah, there are some also winners in, in COVID. 
19. Oh, I have a question here. Hold on. Let me just pick up this question. Thank you, Anin. Okay, I, I will take this question now uh, from uh, Dr. Anin Dita. Coming out of pandemic, what should be the focus for SME in Malaysia? Should it be operation, sales, service, partnership, or anything? Okay, this is all, all one in. The goal, again, number one, in the survivability mode, I mentioned later on, you have to make sure the business can, be, can, can survive. Yeah? Of course, we will still be in the adversity mode a little bit. Now we cut costs, but we shouldn't go into uh, in adversity for too long. So my point is, is this, if you look, you have to reinvent back again, find a new business model, find new ideas. This is where when you run an innovation program, you explore all these areas and you explore, should, should we go, what, what is the status of our operation? What's the status of our sales? What's the status of our services? Should we go into partnerships or not? Again, we have to explore all areas and we, we do it in an in, in innovation environment where, where people are able to contribute. So this is a good question. For example, for example, in the last two, three months of the pandemic, your frontline people who, who service your customers, assuming that uh, your, your staff uh, work from home and still have to attend customers, they are the best people that you can talk to to get better ideas, the situation for your customers. So talk to them, run a session, run a seminar, explore all this. Run for say, for example, one day or two day. Look, the last three months, let's take stock. What happened in our sales? What happened in our operation? What happened in our services? What happened to our vendors? What happened to, to our distributors? Look back into all this, you need to come up with a new one. You need to redesign a new 2020 for 2021. Remember, I repeat again, you need to redesign 2020 plan for 2021. Remember the statistic I showed just now? There is a lot, there's a lot of hope in 2021. Take 2020 given, don't blame anyone. I mean, you can blame COVID, uh, they, they might not strike back. But again, don't blame anyone. Take everyone, if you are a leader of your company, uh, an executive in your company, you know, swallow that and be bigger than yourself. Run the session and get feedback from your team. Yeah. I hope that answered the question, Otani. All right. And then there are some winners in, in the COVID, for example, uh, people in healthcare, e-commerce, food, logistics, you know, pharmaceuticals, digital services. Uh, there are some company, for example, like automotive company, a number of them wanted to explore building ventilators. Yeah, ventilators. Uh, the machine that they have, yes, possibly, but however, they have challenge with their line and also the more uh, that they have, the cost that they have. So if they were to go into this, this could be a good opportunity. The engineers, they have enough and equipped to do all this job. But from my reading, they might have some challenge. But again, if, for example, automotive sales really didn't pick up, the demand didn't pick up, so why wait? You, you really not just uh, uh, not improve your sales, but you can, you can start going into other part of business. Yeah? For example, like digital learning uh, in a lot of university now, number of them are starting to explore the global market because pandemic hit globally. You know, your, your, your businesses, your potentials are not just about in Malaysia anymore. It is globally. There's a surge in demand yeah, in all this. And, and some in-betweeners, in-betweeners, they are lost. They are making some manufacturers. Manufacturing is the first industry that has been reopened you know, during after the MCO uh, about one month ago education sector, construction, 
house developers, you know, of, of course, some uh, stop for a while, but now uh, some are resuming. Bankers, uh, they probably get hit a little bit with the moratorium, but the service they provide uh, for the customers now with the new uh, loans, the new assistance we provided by the government, some banks are really making, uh, making it big. Uh, managers, for example, they have to manage a lot of stuff. They manage, because of that, they retain their job. And of course, graduates, some people just graduate. Some of them uh, know this, oh, no, with the pandemic, I really need to better my digital skills or, or who, whoever that has already have uh, digital skills, they now can uh, utilize that uh, into their, their new profession that they're going to take afterwards. So again, are these uh, winners in pandemic, uh, the in-betweeners, are they, are they lucky? I can tell you they are very lucky. Yeah. But again, uh, lucky or not, no, it depends on where they are in the in the supply chain, in the new realities. Because the new market realities are not, not that kind. And and you, we look at the customers, no, why we need to look back on our innovation focus? Because our, our customers are experiencing a massive change. Our customers facing a massive change. You could see, you know, in the in the COVID nation issues, yeah, and then the economic recession uh, double dip in the two quarters, and then now uh, a lot of client now, or customer now, your customer now now returning to work. For example, like in university, I was told even in school, you know, my kids in uh, lower lower secondary and primary school, the the school were were, were closed until end of the year. Yeah, so they they will not be returning to to school. And that, that will have a new normal in 2021. So, so these things are not are going to over in until August or June or until of the year. It, it will take a while, a few years for us to go back to so-called normal, but again, they call it a new normal. Now, this is the part that we wanted to anticipate. This is where our effort needs to be reflected. Moving forward, what can we do? How can we help our business? How can we help ourselves? Use the tool. Like, like innovation focus to do this. And the next normal, huh? do you have a new normal and now the next normal in the business, especially if you are in retail, if you are dealing with customer directly, you know, they, they have a lot of huh? loyalty issues, uh, value relationship, coffee shop and restaurant, you know, blending with the demographic norm. You know? The COVID generation, huh? it, was, it was said to me first by Prof. Dato Asma, MQA chairperson, and the COVID generation is very different yeah? because they, they were born in a situation where everything is restricted. They need to go digital very quickly. So uh, store, large brands, the e-boomers, yeah? e-boomers going into digital e-commerce, lower end, uh, freemium, you could see that, um, again, this is a mixed debate. Some digital company that I know no longer providing freemium but there are some company now focusing on the on the lower pyramid, yeah, lower pyramid, the lower end because uh, a lot of people are affected. For example, like in Malaysia, the unemployment hit 3.9%, about a few million people will be out of job. Uh, going to retail back again, possibly, and de-urbanization, yeah, where people go to live outside the urban areas, yeah, outside the urban. I mean, some, some of my friends uh, are already planning to go back to their hometown, Left, left the job in the city and go back to hometown because they, they feel that you know, they need to, to, to do that. And, and they feel that by staying at home, cut down their costs, they realize that how much they can save. And then sustainability, sustainability emerging, uh, environmental and public health goals. Now this is again, ultimately uh, public health become a big issue like pandemic is a public health issue. Uh, not just in Malaysia, but around the world. Yeah, this is the new normal, the next normal. 
Yeah. So this is a quote now I get from on Twitter. When there is a critical mass of will and clear priorities, uh, innovation can quickly reach the front line. No? Like we, we see this, you know, one of a friend of mine, Dr. Noazmi, well, he did this, you no, know, um, he became the guy together with his team in pre-prime, we call it prime, uh, produce PPE, uh, uh, personal protective equipment, uh, COVID, uh, we call a face shield, uh, gown for the nurses, and these are all uh, home backyard uh, production. Yeah, so the moment the the problem become primary, put it at the center, put it in the front, we can organize ourselves. Now, this is where uh, management of companies need to put the innovation, the, the the problem right in front, so that everyone can rally around the, the problem and and do something about it. Yeah. So come back to this. This is innovation focus. I mentioned earlier on uh, the thing that we talk about. You know, one is first stability, adversity, sustain, survivability, sustainability, and humanity. Yeah? Yeah, and you have the two quantum. One is exploit, one is explore. Yeah. So looking at the innovation, uh, again, you know, there are two sides of it. Innovation not just about the, the services. And there are two parts of it. One is the organization, another one is the human. You may run some training, some program here at the center. You also need look into the structure, the process, and the culture. I'll cover one of these uh, in my next webinar and next week. I'll, I'll share with you more about what I mean by this. Then I probably you can have a better idea how to can take advantage of this. Uh, again, no, this is another, no, so the, for organization and the, the human, they have to, to be two sides of it, not just, not just about uh, training. Most, most of the time we, we do this, no, about 90%. But at the same time, we also need to invest in here yeah great innovation strategy you know the thesis portfolio you see the word technology is not even present here why because again tech tech is the enabler yeah? the tech is the enabler i have nothing against tech uh, enabler is an important enabler but that shouldn't be central too central in your organization and become too central you purchase a few million dollars uh, software and you don't have money to spend on anything else and that's bad decision Right. So in summary, in summary, like uh, what we talked here just now, let me just summarize this uh, for all of you, all of us here. Right. So we have, right. So one, we have uh, stability, uh, stability where no, no one talks a lot about things. And then I will focus on innovation now that we go to adversity mode. Yeah. This is stability. This is adversity. And then we go to sustainability. Yeah. In sustainability, people become a bit better. And then uh, this is so survivability. This is the sustainability. This is where we have more and more people, more and more people sustainable together in our business. And we are all, you can see a happy face. Of, and of course, ultimately is the, the humanity. You know? Not just about us, but, but of course around the world globally. Yeah? And we have the here exploit, yeah. Um, don't just focus on exploit, go explore at the same time, yeah? Use use the portfolio approach. Use the portfolio approach. Huh? The core, adjacent, and transformational. What is something that you can do? Uh, there's a question I would like to pick up here. Let me just this. Thank you. All right.
All right. So with that, uh, thank you so much. That's all my webinar for tonight. The next one is the Alpha Innovation Team, what it takes to build innovation culture. And if you have any question, you can ask me. Uh, before that, please provide a feedback. You can scan the QR code uh, and you will go to menti.com, provide some feedback. I'm happy to take uh, any question now, uh, if you will. Thank you so much. Yes. Hello. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, everyone. So that's all. If any question, you can uh, you can ask me. All right, I cannot hear, hold on. Huh? Thank you so much for attending. Uh, Yang Yong, Anin, thank you so much. All right. Okay, thank you SK for joining. All right, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. So with that, I would like to end the session and, and I hope to see all of you again in the future. Watch out for our next webinar. I will send you an update. Uh, thank you for attending. Apandi, uh, yes. Uh, sorry about the interruption. I'll do better next time so that we are able to have a better experience next round. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. You can reach out. My contact number is 012-695-3164. Yes, thank you. All right. Good night. Hello, hi, uh, this is Cairo from DT Leadership and welcome to my webinar tonight about employee experience. I want to, to specify on employee experience by grab. So I thought it would be an interesting point because of the business that we have after the MCO and PKP. I think uh, a lot of news are focusing on uh, grabs uh, retrenchment you know, of their people. So I want to share more on this a little bit so that we can learn something. This is a masterclass on employee experience happening now in Grab, of course. Uh, I didn't contact anyone in Grab, just from my uh, desktop research and the news that release uh, in the in the public. So let's go through it. Yeah. So I'm going to now do a bit of. Uh, I'll do a screen share so that you'll be able to see. Uh, something that I've prepared, right? So thank you for coming. Um, I'm going to mute all of you now. 
so that um, you only pick up my my voice and what I'm going to share. Once the session ended, uh, I will pick up some of the questions that you might have. And if any of you would like to have any, but you can always use the chat box to just type your question. I will only attend to them later. All right. So thank you so much. Yeah, I could see some familiar name here. Thank you so much. I'm going to meet all now. Yeah, meet all now. All right. See you in a while. Good. All right. Okay, this is uh, a special webinar on employee experience and employee experience. I'm, I'm going to share this because I think this is an important part that we all need to learn something from Grab because there's a lot of good essence here, yeah. So, so grab, let me just undo this for a while. Oopsie, 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 okay, let me just take this. Okay, all right, nice. So this is a masterclass on employee experience. As you could see that um, the MCO, the pandemic is almost over. It's slowly um, getting less and less cases. And I think a lot of company now are curious to know how do they take their company to the next level. Yeah. So one of the things that we wanted to discuss is about employee experience, right? And I'll be looking up for some good examples and I bumped into grab announcement of retrenchment and I quickly uh, looked into the press release and I was shocked to learn that, wow, this is amazing. Yeah? So let's go through it. I hope you will learn a thing or two. Remember, um, I will only attend to your chats, uh, questions in a short while after the program ended. And if you are happy, you happen to join somewhere in between the session and please mute your mic. I've already muted the rest. And please do not unmute your mic uh, un until the session ended, yeah? I'm doing a bit of recording as well. Uh, I really respect and, and hope that I can get your support on this. Thank you. All right, let's get going. So my name is Kyrul. I'm from DT Leadership. We are actually a coaching and training company. We help clients, organizations to deploy strategically on their innovation and leadership development through capability development. So we do coaching and training. Uh, I started a company seven years ago. Uh, we focus primarily initially on design thinking and also journey mapping the tools around it. And then we slowly we build into other innovation tools as well. And now we are supporting a lot of clients on and deploying the innovation programs. Yeah, so we support the innovation leader, the senior leader, to do it right and proper, so that you'll be able to reap the fullest benefits of your innovation program. So the company is called DT Leadership. We we do two things, especially right. One is on design thinking, and complementary innovation tools, 
as you could see here, uh, innovation tools and on design thinking, we, we primarily work with Stanford approach. Uh, with the development of design thinking tools around the world now, there are many approaches. We will be able to help you as well with that. Uh, there are a lot of tools that we are applying. I first learned design thinking from Genovasi back in 2012, 2013. You can Google Genovasi and then uh, I got a, I got a, my startup went into Stanford program and public school and from there onwards you work until today. We also can support client on uh, game thinking, on agile, on innovation culture. Uh, we can do that as well. Yeah, so do reach out. And our model of coaching is based on Marshall Goldsmith. Uh, coaching, I'm a certified Marshall Goldsmith uh, stakeholder-centered coaching, which uh, I graduated in 2015. And since we have incorporated Marshall way of coaching in our program. All right, so these are our clients. We work with multitudes of clients from Malaysia Airlines, Airlines, Automotive, uh, Telcos, Logistics Company, Fund Company, Banks, uh, FMCG, and a few other host company. The project primarily on innovation development and leadership development. So we have supported uh, top management, we have supported middle level, we also have supported executive level. We also work with the board, uh, with hackathons and innovation camps, so many others. So in these two areas, innovation and leadership development. So, so far the last seven years, we have, we have uh, worked with 50 of our clients. We've run more than 150 workshops and we have reached out to more than 7,500 people. And we, we hope to reach out even more with webinar, with the digital approaches. We have, we have reached about thousands more, two thousands more in the last three months. And uh, I also run an online talk show called Ice Chat. Later you can go to our Facebook. Uh, you will be able to see some of the previous videos, live session streaming on, on this area. Yeah. Well, that's great. So now let's, let's just move forward to the reason why we're here. So customer experience versus employee experience, what is that? So we know that there are a lot of talks about customer experience. Everybody want to do something with customer experience. But what about employee experience? Yeah. In uh, what I noticed, in the, during the pandemic, uh, the MCO movement control um, order, kawalan uh, pergerakan, during the COVID-19, the customer experience almost take a big hit, very big hit, because most of our customers, we are unable to do business with them. Yeah, of course, of course, temporarily, some of us go and engage our customers, talk to them, help them. But other than that, there's not much we could do. We cannot deliver stuff. Other than just things online, we cannot um, take uh, what you call uh, any payment, cash, for example, we, we are unable to respond to their complaints through our call center because all these people are working from home and a lot of businesses are struggling to maneuver the sudden, uh, what you call change in the, in the business environment. So therefore, customer experience take a hit. 
And suddenly the employee is taking another hit on the other side, the workload shifted to almost all employees. Yeah. So for those who are in the FMB business, for example, they don't have customers, but they have a lot of employees. So because of this, there is um, a sudden jump in the expectation for the, the employees, you know, very little on the customers because the customer is not there. Take FMB for example. So, so now the employee now is having a lot of uh, anxiety, uh, worry about their job. Yeah, they are very sad, they're very concerned, they have to stay home and they have to look after their own, their own family, you know, normally their kids. Of course, we love our, our kids, our family. Uh, however, the new dynamic to have them 24 hours every day with us is a new experience for many parents, including myself, right? So this is where the organization suddenly, without realizing and almost unprepared, have to deal with the new search of employee experience. Yeah? And some of our clients suddenly make the working from home policy. Uh, some of our clients have to introduce um, a new policy for uh, pregnant mothers who are due for pregnancy, uh, for delivery. And some of our clients also shared that they have to come up with a new uh, work method for shifts. Yeah, because they, they don't work in shifts, they, they have to uh, scrap all the shifts. But how do they, they deal with this? Yeah, so this is kind of a new employee experience. Yeah, but these are the common things that we, we hear in, in the employee experience. But what I wanted to bring to your attention is there are three keywords between on, on all this experience. Although it is only uh, customer experience or employee experience, these three keywords will resonate. Number one, wanted to delight them. Yeah, You want the customer or the employee to feel happy. That's the number one outcome. So there's an element of delight. How do you delight your customers? How do you delight your employees? Yeah, And then there's element of productivity. Yeah, There's element of productivity. There's element of revenue or money. Because for example, the moment you delight your customer, they will stay longer with you. They will buy more from you. So this is how we call productivity. Similarly with staff, they would want to stay with you longer. They don't mind working extra, particularly in MCO and COVID. I can, I'm very sure that you have heard, or probably you yourself, your job double up or triple up, right? Because you suddenly have to do things that is beyond your job scope. You know, for example, I have a friend who, who is a, a, a clerk who normally do a simple job. Now has, she has to do sales. Uh, I have a friend who is a manager in a mall, suddenly have to go down to the mall and deal with the inventory because they, they, they order way in advance to cater during the, the MCO. So they have to go roll out of sleep and go to the inventory warehouse and to do stuff. Yeah? And there's element of emotion going on, you're right? There's emotion, whether they're happy, unhappy, unsure, anxious. So normally experience is highly emotional, 
highly emotional. Yeah. So this why the reason uh, why we want to have this because what Grab has done is is not so much on on this one. This is given. This is given, but more on this one. Now that that captured my my eyes, captured my attention with the work that I do in innovation. I think this is splendid. This is great. So let me share with you what they did beyond what we see in the news, right? So the thing is, what is employee experience? So first, talking about employee experience, we talk about employee life, life cycle. Yeah, employee also has life cycle. Yeah, For example, you like, even like the job that you're doing now, probably you first started with, hey, you know, I wanted to, to have a job. I wanted to do something, right? You have a need. I want to work with the company you are right now. And then you do a bit of research on the net, talk to your friends, uh, talk to your colleagues, do a little bit of uh, research on Google. Then, then you apply, apply the job, right? And, and the person behind the, the applying the recruitment, these are the people you are interfacing with. Uh, you go for interviews, you go for assessments, you go for checkups, you go to answer some uh, idea what you call uh, testings or what you call uh, some simulation this is how we call when you're applying and god willing great you got hired right so the moment you go to hire you you were onboarded onboarded means uh they have a certain program to help you onboard the company now i i remember for example like they call it induction program yeah induction program these are part of onboarding but 20 years ago induction program is very simple you come to the, on the day of the, of the your reporting uh, day and date. You come, they say, okay, this is the manual, this is the company the policy. Go and read up. There you go. Then you start your work. But today, onboarding is very different. You know? In some companies that I know, they even onboard the employee two months or even one month before they officially onboarded you know, through an online learning through some presentation online, you know, you, they, they discuss the company policy online one month before you join. Can you imagine that? So before you join, you are already onboarded to the company. While you're working in the previous company, you you are already one leg in, in the new, in the, in the company that you're going to join in the future. So this is a great onboarding program. They, they anticipate, they really try to lure in this, the future employee saying, look, we really want you in. This is what we call experience. Remember emotion I said earlier on? So onboarding program has, has become like that. And, and of course, it's before, and there's also onboarding the moment you, you join. In some companies, I know they, they give you a box. Very nice. I like the tactile uh, experience over there. There's, uh, not just everything has to be digital. You, you have a, a, a box. In that box, you have your ID card, they have your uh, what you call a notepad, you know, with a company logo and stamp, with a pen, and maybe with your stamp, a chop, uh, and then a few other stuff. And it was nicely wrapped in in a in a box, hard box, not just some paper, paper, papers, thin paper box, but really nice box put in for you. So, so I, I mean, I've seen one. It, it looks like this, you know. They have a they have a really nice box. No, of course, my drawing is not so nice, and they even put a a ribbon on top of that, right? So you you the moment you you open up, you have all this you know stuff inside it, right? So this is called employee life cycle, and of course, 
in between as you grow the company you you learn you get a promotion you go for training you get some mentoring coaching on the job training networking with your people in, in your the colleagues in the company and and after a while the moment you grew the company you you learn so much and then you wanted to say to say goodbye why because you have your own career aspirations right career aspiration that you wanted to grow yourself to something else right and then of course you you keep in touch what keep in touch oh this is interesting i mean who does this normally i mean in, in my years of working back then 20 15 years ago most people after they left the company after they say goodbye they say they don't want to see their previous employees anymore but the thing have changed now right so this is the part i wanted to share where what grab has done is not not so much on this one this is given this is given this is given this is great most companies doing this this is this is given this is given many are doing this but this one yeah this one has a lot of emotion around it a lot of emotion around it yeah so what 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 you you invest on because normally the company will spend a lot of money in you doing this the thing that outline here doing this yeah but but the moment you say you wanted to leave the moment you say you wanted to leave you want to hand your over your resignation you want to tender your you know your last day return back this work that you get and this is the part where most company had an issue and there's reason why in in my days of of working you don't want to go back to the to the previous company you don't want to see them anymore right so so this is the part that saying goodbye sometimes uh, some of the thing in the employee experience article that I've, i went through they are talking a lot about not just the engagement here but the thing that the employee make you feel around around this part that we're saying goodbye make you realize whatever is happening here is discounted yeah you no longer feel appreciated you you say that uh, some some of the quotes that they say is i've invested 10 years of my life here and why are they treating me like this because i want to grow somewhere else why are they boycotting, boycotting me because of this? Why did they treat me as such, make me feel underappreciated? Yeah? So this is the part that I think, from what I see Grab is doing was, wow, this is marvelous, right? And this is what we call a, a good combination of, of the employee life cycle for what I see in Grab. Because in, in a lot of places that, that I've seen, and and also in some other companies uh, you look at the employee ex employee life cycle and employee experience or engagement uh, of course the employee engagement and experience are two different things but but most of the time we are looking into this we do this a lot greatly yeah some companies are doing it good at applying getting hired you know, onboarding really nice growing what, what about this one right so i want to share with you what i saw in grab from the letter uh, of we call from Anthony Tan to their camp to their to the staff, so that that make me feel that wow, this is a great uh, experience altogether, right? And this is some of the factors that if you could look uh, on the on the screen here, this is from Deloitte uh, Deloitte Research, yeah, Deloitte Research from Deloitte University Press, 
down here. Uh, these are the factors that contribute yeah, contribute to positive employee experience. Yeah. And they call it the technique called simply irresistible organization model. Yeah. So there are five elements. Number one, meaningful work. Yeah. Number two, supportive management. Number three, positive work environment. Four, growth opportunity. Number five, trust in leadership. Yeah. So, so when I look at this table from Deloitte, I think most companies are working towards this. Yeah. Autonomy, slack to feed, small power team, time for slack, uh, transparent goals, coaching, investment, managing agile performance, flexible work environment, humanistic, culture recognition, fair, high impact, learning, talent mobility, training, mission and purpose, continuous transparency, honesty, and inspiration, right? So what I see here in from Deloitte table, these are most of the things that we do all the time, or we strive to do all the time, or, or what we talk all the time, right? And and I believe, from the little I know uh, from Greg insiders, that many of these are something that Greg is striving for. Yeah. And one thing that I learned so much about Greg. And it changed the perception that I have about Grab. That I think, wow, this is company is different, is what they do for their staff, for their staff. In this one. This one. I have to put this few times because I just marvel by the way they deal with this issue. It's not easy because we are in the MCO, PKP a pandemic. People are losing jobs. People have to strive to look for another income channel. But now some of these people have to lose job in order to save the rest. Yeah. So let's go into grab. So you know this guy, this is Anthony Tan. This is the great founder. And uh, I admire this guy. He's the CEO and co-founder of Grab. And he's known for having a lot of transparent communications uh, online in the company. He has an open door policy. People can go and see him. And as you know that uh, Grab also is one of the companies that SoftBank invested. Uh, SoftBank is one of the global venture capital fund. So Grab is very popular. It, it, it also uh, known uh, to have kicked out Uber from Malaysia and several other markets. So this is Anthony Tan. Uh, he is the CEO and co-founder of Grab. So he sent a note yeah, to Grabbers online on the 16th of June, on Tuesday. And you can find this note later on uh, as a link towards my presentation, or you can find on internet. And he sent this note to employees in the morning to say that, you know what? We need to let go some of you. 
because of the global crisis, yeah, they have to send a note like this. With a heavy heart, I share with you today that they're going to let go 360 grabbers. And this is going to be something that will cause anxiety and dread. But again, it's not something that easy for them to do. Anyway, you can read, it's quite a long letter. So the moment I saw that, I realized that, wow, this is interesting. And I look at the letter towards the end, what they are willing to provide for these 260 grabbers. This is what I call Grab Employee Experience Masterclass, right? So today, before I start this session, I look into the Google, I Google Grab, just one word Grab. These are the top stories that I found on the internet. Yeah. So number one, grab to cut 5% employees. This is equivalent to 360 people. Is trouble bringing grab paradise? Uh, grab CEO notes on job cuts. Tear up your PR rulebook. Yeah, this is another interesting part, right? But my point is, most of the news are negative. No one talks about what is inside or, or uncover what is inside, put it to the front, what was offered inside that. So here is what this webinar is all about, that we all can take heed and take learn, take leave, and see how we can help our companies better in terms of employee experience, particularly if you have to do the same like Grab, meaning retrench or Lego some people. Let's take a look at that. So this is the, the note from Anthony Tan. And this is part of the paragraphs. Uh, for grabbers leaving us, I understand the mix of emotion and anxieties you will go through over the next few days, weeks and months. And we wanted to address that by providing financial, professional, medical, and emotional support. Yeah? That's amazing. Yeah? The moment I saw this line, I was wow. And I went through the next. What are they providing? This is stuff who are living, right? So like I, I mentioned earlier on, uh, in some places, the moment you want to say goodbye, you'll be dreaded. People will boycott you. People will not want to go lunch with you. But probably this is different because this, the, the company is letting you go, right? But again, the moment they have these four areas to support, that intrigued me. And let's go through what, what was mentioned here. Yeah. And all in all, 360 grabbers were let go. Um, and then 5%, which is only 5% of the workforce. So one thing, the first thing they mentioned is the severance payment. Yeah, Severance payment is of the because of departure. So the, the grab offer a half a month for every six months yeah, of completed service based on local guidelines, whichever is is higher, right? So now after you complete six months, you get a half a month uh, severance. Yeah? So if you work for maybe two years, you, you probably get uh, a two months kind of severance payment. Yeah, that's, that's quite a good deal. And then Enhanced separation payment. Yeah, this is uh, like separation scheme. 
uh, like MSS or, or VSS, but this is enhanced separation scheme. This is the additional, uh, additional, what you get here, you get equivalent to about one to five months salary on top of the severance, on top of this one as additional assistance because during COVID crisis and the bonus for work done in 2020. Yeah. So I, I don't know much whether what consists of 2020. So in other words, 2020 means maybe from Jan to December. Yeah. So in other words, you've done some work in Jan uh, and you happen to be the one going to be let go, you qualified. Yeah. So that's, that's quite a catch. And then the next one, medical insurance. This is amazing. It's getting better and better. This is interesting. Um, until the end, the medical coverage until the end of this year through existing medical insurance or stipend equivalent. So you can have peace of mind through these uncertain times. Wow, this is a bomb. As much as I'm, I'm excited to, to read this um, package, uh, my heart goes to all the grabbers who, who are leaving the company. But seriously, I'm, I'm excited and I'm also admire the way how the company like Grab willing to extend this kind of offer uh, support to the living grabbers. Yeah, this is a good example. So the staff who are living get a medical insurance until the end of the year. No worries about that. Right? Peace of mind. And this also probably, probably depending on your existing insurance coverage, uh, maybe for your family as well, or only for the staff, there's something need to be confirmed. The fact that it's only until the end of the year, that's, that's amazing. Yeah? So the staff doesn't have to worry about that. Yeah. And then the next one is maternity and paternity leave. Yeah, this is another one. Uh, Encashment, yeah? it turns into cash. Yeah? All the female grabbers who are expecting and male grabbers whose wife is expecting as of the last date of employment. Yeah. So they, they get it, they turn that into cash so they can use that after the employment. And encashment of accrued annual leaves and unused grab, grab flex credits under their flexible spending account. Yeah. I don't know what that is, uh, flexible spending account or grab flex credits, but they use this to to turn it into cash. Now the staff can take cash in lieu of this. In some places, potentially, uh, what I've seen, even my old, old companies that I work with, the moment you got to leave, all your accrued leave is burnt. You, you cannot even use them because there's so much work to do before you leave, especially if your uh, leave, I mean, your, your um, last day leave, your uh, we call leave is more than uh, less than three months. And sorry, your notice is maybe one month or two months. Three months is okay, two months is okay, but one month. Some places I heard only two weeks. So there's, there's you cannot take leave, right? So that's quite uh, interesting where Grab allow encashment. And the, 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 the another best part is Grab willing, in fact, offers support, offers support for career transition and development, yeah. One is uh, outplacement support, yeah. Uh, for the territory, allow recruiters, uh, recruiters and companies to reach out to impact the In other words, they, they provide 
outplacement service for the staff so that they can they can go out but probably to uh, places a uh, grab is willing to help that and then access to session with a live coach and a half a year online career development tools so that you can contribute for their personal growth professional lives this is interesting because grab wants these people to continue feel motivated after after great life yeah and this is this is great because they are willing to extend not just during their service in grant but also as they are going out there is an outplacement service because you know what the moment you feel motivated give any challenge you will rise up and i like that thought foresight from grant management and their hr potentially in designing this kind of experience for the living grabbers and they also have emotional support which will continue to be able to access for three months after your last day. In other words, after you leave, you'll be able to still have access to this emotional support. Yeah, that's great. I think this is very helpful um, for all the living grabbers emotionally. Yeah, they really want to support the living grabbers emotionally because why? Remember the three key parts about the employee experience. One is delight. Number two is productivity, and number three is emotion. Yeah. Although the first two, for living grabbers, they are unable to contribute in terms of the like uh, and also productivity, but they wanted to make sure grabbers management to make sure that this outplays grabbers living grabbers still have their emotional support remember it's not what you say what you do is how you make some people feel and we know in tough times i would advocate i would encourage all of us in tough times focus on the positives focus on the positive sides of things yeah and this is part of it and i'm i'm really excited motivated to see this and the next one that i really admire the most is this one yeah grab allows you can opt to keep your laptops. You can opt to keep your laptops to help you in your search for the next adventure. Wow, this is, wow, blown away. Yeah, I don't know what's the model they are offering, but you can opt to keep. I know there's a friend of mine who wanted, I mean, who has to leave because the contract has ended and she, her contract is not renewed in lieu of the pandemic. And she asked the, the company whether she can keep. There was a bit of a tussle over there. The company said, this is the company laptop you cannot take. And, and my friend, she offered to pay. I want to pay for this laptop. Whatever you um, paid for last time, I'm willing to pay. Although there's some... Uh, depreciation over there the, the, the lady willing to pay for the full payment yeah you know transferring data from laptop to laptop you know breaking it down uh, downloading them transfer them to new one uploading is just a big hassle yeah you and she doesn't mind paying but it was a hassle uh, she has to write letters uh, to the management get support and all these bosses just stay away from her didn't support her in any way, even to just 
Shan signed a letter on her on, to show support, initial to support her taking the laptop was not being entertained. And she, she took it to the social media, is how I found out about it. And I, I told her, look, you know, if, if you really uh, want to pursue this, you can, but I think you go, you sooner you're going to burn the bridge with these people. Yeah. Uh, so later she said, okay, um, she rethink again and she relented the laptop. The company allowed her to take the laptop for a while, extended a little bit, maybe one or two weeks for her to settle the data transfer and return back the laptop. Yeah. So for Grab, they allow, you can opt to key your laptops to help you. Yeah, this is fantastic. And in times of PKP, some of their kids potentially are learning uh, from uh, school materials through Google Classroom, probably using the same laptop, you never know. And taking away the laptop um, will make the situation is more difficult than it has already been. So probably that's why Grant have this, this policy in place. This is amazing, right? So those are the, the key things that I, I capture in a Grab's way of dealing with employee experience for living when we say goodbye. So if you are a grabbers, living grabbers, uh, I mean, although my heart goes to them, how would you feel if you are treated this way? Would you come back or would you not? I can tell you, I mean, for me, I don't know about you, but I'm definitely going to feel this. I'm going to feel like, wow, you know, this company, I'm, I'm willing to give my everything once again to this company. And of course, there are also talks about uh, in, in the package here about their shares, but there's something internally, I don't want to comment on that. Uh, but these are the key points that I, I found very interesting for Grab, for the parting grabbers. Right? So that's all from, from me about Grab employee experience masterclass. I'm going to have a new webinar soon on how do you design employee experience using a behavior behavioral model. Yeah. Using behavioral model, how do you design an employee experience using uh, behavioral model. So potentially you could also use this as an example as your tips to design something for your own company that probably could be as good if not better than Grab. Yeah? In, in my point is design something suitable for your organization, suitable for your staffs and I pray that you don't have to let go staff. It's not an easy experience. Uh, I have experienced that before. It's definitely not, not an easy experience for those managers, leaders who uh, have to do that. Stay abreast, stay sane, join this program, bring your HR, bring your employee experience, be your designer, to come and look at this model. How do you design this? Yeah. So that's all from me. Uh, I can take some questions now. And, and of course, my other webinar is on the Alpha Innovation Team. I'm, I'm into innovation and leadership development. Again, watch out for the date. Uh, it will be on Facebook, DT Leadership Facebook. Uh, watch out over there. You announce that. Or you can follow me on LinkedIn. Karo Anwar on LinkedIn. You'll be able to see my face over there from DT Leadership. 
and I hope you enjoy this uh, webinar. And if you have time, please uh, scan this QR code, give us a feedback, what do you learn today? So that I'll be able to capture that. And you have any uh, questions or you have any feedback, do let us know. Uh, I'm improving my design as well as I progress doing this. Thank you so much. And I hope to see you again in the future. And do follow us on our Facebook and LinkedIn and keep in touch. So I'm going to now bring down the screen and let's have a chat. If you have any questions, you can ask me in short while. Let me just do this. Right. So thank you so much. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that we are able to um, finish this on time. Any questions? Yeah, if someone here. Right. Okay. So, well, the webinar is uh, accessible for free. You, you can just join them. Uh, just watch out for the date. Uh, we have one coming on Monday. Uh, one of our senior partner, SK, on financial uh, management for business. Right. For innovation, yes, uh, we run workshops. Uh, now the, the PKP has almost relaxed. We can run a face-to-face -face session as well. We also can run accelerated program, uh, innovation program online. We can help you with that. Yes. Yes, of course, employee experience is engagement and experience that I mentioned just now is different. Uh, engagement is more of the activities. Experience is more how you put all the activities together and leave uh, a different kind of feeling on the emotions of the staff. Yeah, that's something something important that um, the differentiator. Yeah, engagement is just only the activities. Uh, experience is more of the outcome or repeat how how you make that staff or customers felt about that. And in design thinking through certain tools that we deploy, you'll be able to craft new way of looking at things. Look at the pain points, look at the game points, look at the journey maps, look at some experience over there. Yeah, I can have this another session with you. I can explain more if, if you like. Just reach out to me. All right? That's all. Thank you so much. I hope to see you again in the future. Bye-bye. Design something great. Helping people get back on their feet is good economics. Thank you so much. Cairo from Literacy. Bye-bye. Hello, hi, uh, this is Cairo from DT Leadership. I have today a very interesting webinar to, to share about customer profiling, right? This is an important topic because as the pandemic unfolds, we are going to have a change of customers. And this is an interesting topic as well because we, we will soon find out some of the customers that have been buying from us may stop buying from, from us and you're probably going to have a new type of customers and you would like to find out who are these customers and, and probably try to look at your previous customers and see what are the new needs that you could find. And in this presentation, 
in a webinar, I'm going to share with you a few case studies, uh, what I call moments when you get it right, and the damage when you get it wrong. Right? It's only purely to put the topic in perspective. Yeah? Um, so I think I want to be more objective on that because I might uh, step on some minds here, especially when I try to uh, look at the, the aftermath or the damage side. But again, these are based on my uh, experience and uh, information that I have, I get from the net and also my own comments on social media a number of years ago. Uh, so we try to put that in perspective here. Let's get going. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to put up a share screen. I know there's some, okay, for, for the purpose of the audience here, because we're doing it live, um, mute your mic so that everyone can only capture my voice. And we can have another questions. Uh, you can have questions, uh, put it in the chat box so that you'll be able to uh, have your thoughts inside that. And I will handle that questions later on, yeah? So since this is recorded live, so I, I truly hope that uh, we all can have a collective agreement to have the mute, the mic mute, so that we can have a good recording. At the same time, you'll be able to enjoy uh, the little things that I want to share here. All right. You can show me a thumb. Good. Thank you. All right. Let's get going. I'm going to share now. Sound. You can see some familiar faces here. It's great. Nice. Good. All right. This is great. Put this down. Okay. All right. I'm going to take some of this up. Some of this up. Good. All right, so I, could, I think you could see from the screen. Now uh, it is designing customer's profile. Moments when get it right. And really it's damaging if, if we get it wrong. Yeah. So this topic is useful for large companies as well as uh, small organizations and also entrepreneurs. Later, I have my own views about how entrepreneurs could make a pivot or some iteration on their customers. Yeah, so I'm going to also introduce you some uh, a tool, a tool from Design Thinking Toolkit that you'll be able to use for this purpose. Yeah, great. Let's get going. A little bit about me. My name is Kairul Anwar. Uh, I started a company called Detail Leadership six, seven years ago, and uh, I'm into design thinking, innovation, and leadership development. Yeah. Uh, I have a small team, about three or four of us, and I have another four of us who are on part-time. So we help clients in helping them in their coaching and training on innovation and leadership development. That's my personal blog. Uh, go and see them. I write quite a bit other than what you see on LinkedIn or Facebook. Thank you. 
the company this is a company called DT Leadership. We do two things on focus. One is design thinking and complementary innovation tools. As the needs of innovation unfolds, there are more and more tools and uh, techniques on this area. So we are we help our client on on design thinking on running sprints, agile, helping them. A business model canvas, a culture of innovation, and also game thinking. And we also have coaching using Marshall Goldsmith technique approach. We also have our own coaching called Fast Innovation Coaching. And we also do run what we call a psychometric profiling for our clients. This is our client track records. So we work with airline, autos, telcos, logistic company, fund, banks, FMCG, quite a broad, quite a, a, a broad customers. And these are company, customers that are working on innovation and digital transformation. So we work with about 50 plus clients, around about more than 150 workshops, working with, reach out to about more than 7,000, about 8,000 people now. So come to the topic, how many customers profiles do you have, right? So remember in business, we actually have more than one customers, yeah? And we have a few customers, not just one, right? We have several type of customers, right? And we wanna know how many of them do we have? So I will give you some examples how for you to look at this, yeah. So there are times when you want to target certain customers, yeah? for example, like in these pictures, it turns out this could be your target customers, right? Most of the time that's how we think. But like I said earlier, I have a different approach, particularly for entrepreneurs or even for large companies as you are launching some products. What if, what if your initial customers that you target was actually this one? Or maybe this one? But it turns out, it turns out that the one that we're buying from you is this one. Isn't it interesting? Yeah? So in other words, what your product have being prepared, the messaging, the communication for this group of people fail. They're not buying from you. And it turns out these people that you didn't target somehow love your product. Yeah. So, so for example, like retail product. Yeah. Uh, I know a chocolate company come up with a new chocolate to target a premium chocolate eating segment. Yeah. So it turns out that the more they market to the group, the group didn't pay attention to them. The group still prefer the other premium brand uh, called Ferrero Rocher. In Malaysia, particularly, Ferrero Rocher is considered premium, although it's retail. So, a retail premium. So, in other words, uh, interestingly, when they find out further about 
the segment that they are wanted to target, huh? particularly this one, these two that they target, they say, no, they they still feel the chocolate that they want as a retail premium is Ferrero Rocher, yeah, Ferrero Rocher, yeah. And the one they've been buying from them, actually couples, uh, lovey dovey, together because the chocolate uh, packaging, uh, messaging somehow attracted this group of people. Yeah, but but not these two, which they've been targeting. So because of that, because of that, they had to change back all the messaging and relaunch chocolate because they realize that they have been attracting different kind of customers and a lesson for businesses is this one that I want to point out here we need to reach out to people that is being have been buying from you yeah instead of worry about how come my target group didn't buy from me we need to reach out to people that have been buying from in other words for that company instead of putting more money to attract unresponsive customers they stopped that campaign and started to look for this customer that have been buying from them yeah and this is a great example how we need to treat our customers and we will grow later the target market that we wanted later on. So what happened is sometime in business, I noticed that we spend too much time and money to, to please the customers that probably don't want to buy from us. Although that product might be useful for them, but if they don't see it, forget about that. Yeah. And if your product later on grow further and you can look back to these people yeah and if you fail to grow then you have a problem because you might close your shop down and that's bad altogether and because of this that's why we need to target customer that have been buying from us and this is a lesson that we need to take heed and that's why we need to know our customer's profile so that we will, we will be able to know all oh, to target this one but we go we get the other uh, but we target uh, the other but we attract another group like for example my v as a car it attracts a lot of female drivers a lot of female can you imagine that a lot of female drivers love driving my v and and they hate produa from from zaman accident view they had to make a lot of adjustments into all the features in my view to attract more women ladies to drive the car. It's very convenient. No? They have my view at one time is the car on the road. They have a lot of fancy features. They are more advanced than other lines, even the CBU line in terms of features. They price a little higher, but they attract a lot of women driving the car because why is very convenient. Now they have a lot of pots, a lot of hooks to hang stuff. They have, lot, they have some handbags locked inside the car. The mirror is huge, it's spacious inside. The camera behind, I think there are four or two cameras, very convenient, very sensible as well at the same time. 
So customer profiles. Now, next thing is about how do we profile customers? So this is a topic they wanted to bring today. So this is an example of customer profiles for Twitter. Right, so Twitter have six customer profile. If you look at them, one is a newbie. So Twitter design their features on the platform based on these six customer profiles. Or so sometimes we call them, some call profiles, some call persona. You can Google these two names. You will get some insights about this. So one is newbie, for example. So this is the thing that they want. In, understand the moment someone is new to Twitter, their goal is to understand how it works. Someone who is in the brand, they want to observe. Small, how to tolerate these people, how to block this one, how to follow and how to adopt. So this is what I call customer profile. Simple, very highly visual. And because of that, Twitter, is one of the most used platform as a social media. To be truthful to you, I still don't get Twitter right. Maybe I'm one of those. I understand the features, but I, I just don't have the knack of using Twitter. I am more inclined, more responsive uh, on LinkedIn and Facebook. I haven't tried TikTok yet. I wanted to, not yet. <laughs> And this is an example of a customer profile for Mercedes-Benz, right? You could see that in the Mercedes-Benz customer profile, uh, you know, this guy, you could see from their profile, you know, it's the magazines, modern, urban, you know, live jazz, like to go to a steakhouse. So this is a typically how, how, we do customer profiling, yeah. But again, this is the old way of doing it. But you have something here, but this is the old way of doing it. But what we wanted to work on is a new kind of customer profiling that is more modern, that is more capturing what we want as a business. And also by truly understanding what are our customers needs and wants. In today's business, the customers are very fragmented, yeah? You will have a lot of small, small customers, certain big one and small one. So you want to target all these people and you want to know who has been buying from you so that you'll be able to attract them. You'll be able to engage them. You'll be able to retain them as your customers. Let's look at the next example. This is another one from Burberry. Yeah, this is a modern uh, brand and it's very popular in Britain. And Burberry also has a typical customer profiling. Yeah. Um, and they have the demographic here, social class, the income, what they like, and these are the children's way, what they want for their children, what their life cycles. So again, these are the old way of doing it. I'm going to show you in a short while how to do it in a modern way and we'll be able to capture the essence of your customers and also would-be customers. Right. And this is an example from Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is the queen of social media. Yeah, This is Taylor Swift 
And she apparently is really good at the younger generation. And apparently as I did my research, I find out that this is her way of attracting the customers, digital. Yeah, this is a digital toolbox. That's why she is loved by the younger generation because she has a plan. She does this because she knows her customers. You could see from a customer profile, these are strangers. These are visitors. These are leads. These are customers. These are promoters. You could see from Taylor Swift customer journey here. They have a different, a different stage. They are deal differently. Yeah. And it takes a long effort and a hard look. How do we design this? So for, for Taylor Swift, apparently she got it right. And the thing is, how do you profile your customers and design a different way of attracting them so that you'll be able to engage them and retain them as your fans or customers? Yeah. So let's take a look at this. And this is how an example and aftermath how when the customer profiles are ignored. Yeah. Again, like I say, I want to make a stand that this is want to be I want to do this objectively. How a local example, because I was part of the observer of this particular organization when they launched some of their solutions which later they got it wrong and it became damaging to the organization reputation for a while. Yeah. This is a name that is familiar called PTPTN. PTPTN is the loan agencies from the government. Way back before 2018, before 2018, the government from PTPTN, PTPTN as an example, they provide discounts, yeah, 20% discount if you pay lump sum. I help some of my close relatives to get this discount. Simple, you went out, go to their center, you pay in full, you get 20% discount. Yeah, this was before 31st December 2018. There was an election uh, some, sometime in May after that. So the moment that happened, the after election, the government changed. PTPTN initially was in one of the agreement to be abolished, but it didn't get done. But they came out with the blanket. Remember, the keyword is blanket. Solution to do a salary reduction. Yeah, or called potongan gaji. So this is the amount, the quantum, and this is the salary range, and this is the amount they plan to cut, or rather, you know, credited back to the PTPTN. So what happened was, this created a furor in the social media and the customers. When I saw this, I was shocked to learn that this is a blanket solution 
which shouldn't be done because when I was helping a relative to work on this, I realized I was also a PTPT in Borwa many, many moons ago, uh, about 15 years ago, but I paid them back within a few years in full. So when I was helping my relatives, I realized that PTPTN has several types of customers profile. Yeah, let me explain. So this is some of my old posting about what I saw in PTPTN. And it happens to be, if you could see that, this is my posting back in 2018. Uh, one of the most popular idea I put here is about employer paying, uh, repaying PTPTN loans. Yeah, a lot of ideas when I run innovation program, many of the ideas pointing into this direction. And in fact, I was trying to work with one organization to design a new way of looking at student loan. And I also put up in my own private group called F-Club. There are a few POVs, a point of views or persona of PTPTN borrowers with different needs and pain points. It'll be good to establish that instead of one size, it's not, it shouldn't be a blanket approach. And one of the POVs at the time I was looking at, one is people who pay on time. This is one type of customers. And defaulters, this is another type of customers. And there are people who are paying in between. This is another, another type of customers. And each of them should be treated differently. So this is where I think the problem came because of the blanket must pay regulation from salary deduction created the aftermath. And because PTPTN has such a large amount of borrowers, and many of them are graduates, younger students, they take it on social media, which I'm not going to explain or touch here. I just want all of us to look at the customer profile subject. Let's take a look at this. And this is a tool I would like to share called Persona 2. Yeah, Persona 2 is a tool where you, you, you put the customer at the center here, yeah, and you try to understand about the uh, thinking and feeling, what they have been hearing, what they've been hearing, what they're saying, what they're doing, what are their pain points, what are their gain points, what they've been seeing, yeah. Let's take the PTPN as an example. So in other words, assuming the PTPTN example going to be our model here. So we need to first highlight the customers they have been, uh, they, are, they are seeing, for example, here, let's take number one, what they've been seeing. Yeah? For example, they've been seeing that a lot of defaulters, they've been paying, but they see a lot of defaulters. So what are they feeling? They feel unfair. And what I've been hearing is a flat, flat cut, blanket, yeah, through salary reduction. And they want to be saying and doing, and they cannot do anything about it because it's going to be by the government, but they need the money because they are using it to pay for their 
kids or their mom and their family. And these are the pain points they've been having. They need the money. So now let's say they pay every month 100 ringgit. Now with the new scheme that were introduced, they need to pay 200. So this is the double amount. They're not happy about it. And what they gain, they didn't gain anything from that. So this is again, what I call one type of POV. Yeah. So this POV we call pay small amount. They pay small amount. So what happened is when PTPTN runs, look at their database, look at the statistics, they will find a lot of information. Yeah. Some of the information they will find out that there are people who probably you could see in uh, on the net they probably have issues with uh, certain payments for example and they're one who doesn't mind taking extra they want for example this group of people they've been paying a lot and these people have to be treated differently yeah and for that reason then from my research in ptptn situation they actually have five types of POVs. They are five types, yeah? So let's look at them. So this is the part where PTPTN need to have a right customer's profile. And in this situation, what are the right customer profiles for PTPTN? Let's take a look. So here, these are the one person who is pay small. This is one POV. And this another POV pay sometimes. This one they don't pay. And then another group here pay more. And another customer segment pay all. Yeah. So there are five types of customer profile and each of them, by using this tool, you must have a five persona tool or POV tool. Use of this each of them, you're going to create one for them because each of them has to be treated differently so that you'll be able to generate a better solution for each of them. And the moment they do this, right, the moment, sorry, the moment I do this on research for PTPTN, I realize that the one that they really need to penalize is probably this one, which probably a smaller uh, group, probably I think this one, I think within 20 to, to 30%, maybe together with this one, uh, 40%, I'm not sure, I don't have the right figures, the updated one. And the rest, they should maintain. In other words, if ever an organization like PTPTN would like to penalize or ensure stringent payment, they should have that scheme only for this group of people. Yeah, Take their passport or this allow them from traveling and all that, make sure they pay online with all the schemes, you know, salary deduction or whatnot. Yeah, all these were people. And only then this group of people feel what we call 
software. If you are in that situation, what would you do? What would you feel? You have been paying and yet you've been penalized. And that is not something that would deem fair. And in the modern society, fairness is key. Honesty is key. Yeah? So these are what we call the tool uh, POVs and persona. You can use this tool at any time to look at your customers. So how would you use this tool for your current customers? You use the same way. So in your current customers, after the MCO, you want to find out their pains and what are their gains that you could be offering to them. You want to find out what are they thinking and feeling? What are they seeing? Now, how can you support them? And then what have they been? They've been hearing. And by doing this, you'll be able to have a number, a few more customers, the new customers that you probably never thought of established. And probably these customers will require different kind of solutions, different kind of services they never thought of. Take for example, in the MCO and PKP, you know, the easiest example for an FMB industry, they probably have a great food. This is their customers. But the moment the PKP arrive, they realize that their great food is not enough. They need someone to deliver the food. And this is a new delivery type of customer who buy from Food Panda, for example, who buy from Grab, for example. So what if this, this, this uh, FMB restaurant or hotel didn't see this new need they will probably be losing a lot more businesses. And on the other side, they have more people here that probably uh, buy more of their food through the delivery. They probably go for catering. It's probably a new way, new customer you never thought of because they, they like your food here. The moment after the PKP ended, they want to buy your catering. So this is again another kind of customer. And remember what I said earlier on, expand our reach to the customers that have been buying from us. Look for the adjacent customers around that area. Yeah, in other words, if they've been buying from you, find a homogeneous customer and approach them. You are likely to attract them and slowly grow your target market later on. You need cash, you need money to grow your business. So this could be one approach that you could take to profile your customers and grow your beachhead so that you'll be able to grow into your customers that you wanted. But again, if the customer that you've been servicing give you enough profit, good revenue forward, you should stay. And probably you can launch another lineup to attract the customer that you always wanted. Yeah. So I hope this has been helpful. And so we call how do you design customer profile? And uh, I'll be doing another new webinar on designing employee experience soon. How to redesign and reimagine using a behavioral model. This will be something that you should be looking forward for the new uh, new normal in employee experience in companies. And the next one will be the Alpha Innovation Team. Uh, this will be another one on corporate culture, innovation culture. Why corporate culture is dead? 
build innovation culture instead. So looking forward for the next session, take a QR code, give us feedback. I'm learning as well. I wanted to know who has been listening, who has been getting stuff, uh, getting this message, uh, whether they find it useful or not. I'm learning myself, give us a feedback. And thank you so much. See you again in the next webinar. Bye-bye. So I'm going to take some questions now. I will click stop share and I can attend some of those questions. Thank you. All right. Let me see. Right. Thank you. So I could see some questions here from Jason. Okay, Jason. Okay, so Jason asking, uh, what is the ideal number of customers? Okay, they are, they are okay. Um, I think too many would be too much. Yeah, if you could have three to five persona profiles, that, that is good enough for you to work on. You can, you can cluster them later on. For example, a digital channel, you have a few kind of digital channel. They buy uh, of certain uh, value, uh, dollar amount or certain product lineup, so digital is one. Or maybe, for example, like fashion. Fashion, for example, is being disrupted as well. Uh, those who go to the mall, those who buy online, those who like uh, made, made, made to uh, measure and stuff like that. So three to five is good enough. Okay. The next question is, yes. Do, can, should we put every profile in? Yes, you should have a, a separate profile for each. Um, uh, do a simple one first, just use sticky note or, or do digitally. Uh, you can take the one that I showed just now and, and do something, but just pause the video and you should be able to uh, copy them. Or later, maybe I can just put it in my blog. You can take a look at them later on, right? Yes. Good. Is that all? Yes, you should bring. Uh, okay, who should be doing this? Th thank you, Rosanna, for, for this question. Um, involve as many your your colleague in your office as possible. Yeah, find a facilitator. We can do this job for you as well uh, to facilitate this. Yes, because you wanted to have more interaction, more information. Rich information can only be found when you meet, you bring in different heads into the uh, into the session. Yeah, don't just do it with the marketing team. Just don't just do it with the sales team. Bring people. You no, know, engage, have a session, open up, capable exchange, bring ideas. Come on, this is 2020. Post MCO is tough, seriously. So you don't want to lose out on right information okay all right with that thank you so much i hope to see you again in the next session this is carol anwar helping people get back on their feet is good economics thank you so much bye-bye